We are uh, in week two of a, a series about God's will called Will is Want. And, and I suggested last week that if you want to know what God's will is for your life, uh, even though the Bible doesn't use the phrase God's will for your life is very often, uh, the Bible is littered with, with uh, um, explanations and, and statements and stories about what God wants uh, for your life. In fact, the Bible has a great deal to say about what God wants for the world, uh, what God wants for believers, and what he wants for us as individuals. And so, man, if you take time to look at what the Bible says about what God wants, what God cares about, what God loves, uh, then you'll begin to understand what, God, what it is that God, uh, God's will is for your life, what it is that God wants from you and for you. Does that make sense? And, and so we, we, we started looking at that uh, last week, and we really looked at this idea that, that God uh, has a specific desire, a specific want uh, for uh, all people, for the whole, uh, the whole world. And, and I, I made this sort of audacious claim. I don't know if you remember, but uh, I made the claim that, um, man, if you look at what God wants, uh, what, what the Bible says God wants, then you can know what God's will is for your life in any context. That, that is, in any, in any place, in any time, uh, with any person, that you can know what, what it is that God wants from you. Uh, which isn't to say that it's always easy to know the answer to that question, what is it that God's is God's will for my life. And sometimes it doesn't mean that, that what God wants from you is easy to do. You guys ever been there, right? Where it's, where it's like, man, it's clear what God wants me to do, but I'm not sure that I can do it. And, and you, you know, I was frustrated for most of my, my childhood, my upbringing, I grew up with Christian parents in a church that talked a lot about doing God's will and how important that was. It's, and rightly so, right? The, the Lord's Prayer, uh, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? If it's something that we are supposed to pray every day, then, then probably uh, it's... It's important, right? But, but we, the, the churches that, that I was a part of made a big deal about knowing God's will and doing it. Uh, but I consistently struggle to find the answers, which is why I'm so excited about uh, this, this series as a whole. It's because uh, there is an answer, and it's really helpful to know. And, and so, um, man, uh, there was this moment, though, in college that I realized that I had been going about answering this question the wrong way. And, and maybe you, uh, you sort of heard some of your own story and my story last week, uh, but, but I had essentially flipped the process upside down, and I sh- sh- shared this diagram. It's an upside-down triangle, and, and when I would ask the question, what is God's will, I'd always start with me. I'd say, what is God's will for my life? That was the foundation of how I understood what, what God's will is and, and, and what I was supposed to do, and so I'd ask questions like, is it God's will that I take this job? Is it God's will that I go to this school or that school? Is it God's will that I date this person or not this person, right? Or, or is it God's will that I go on this retreat or talk to this person? Or you, you, you get what I'm saying? It was always about what I should do specifically. And, and part of the problem is, is that uh, as I read the Bible, the Bible didn't have any specific answers. It didn't have anything to say about whether I should date Wendy or not, right? Like, it, just, it wasn't that helpful. I'm like, God, what do you say? What do you think about Wendy? He's like, hmm. Right? Like he didn't, didn't have anything to say. Uh, and, and, then, and then I would, I would look for like a, a mystical, spiritual answer. You know, I do that sort of, God, I know, I know it's important to do your will. So what is your will for my life concerning my, my school trajectory? Like what should my major be, right? And I'd wait for this mystical answer, right? Like, you know, like have you guys seen, seen Bruce Almighty? Uh, the puppy's excited about Bruce Almighty, right? And, and where like he 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 has God show up with like a series of signs specifically tailored for him, and it's like turn around, go the other way, Bruce, 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 right? And, and I waited for that answer, and and it would never come, right? 
like God didn't speak to me spiritually or mystically. And, and, then, and then I'd look for, uh, for answers about what God's will was for my life from people, right? I'd, I'd look, hey, what do you think God wants me to do, right? And inevitably, they'd all have different advice. You guys ever do this, right? You ask six people, and they give you six, six different answers. So I'd ask my friend, and he'd, he'd embody a Budweiser commercial and be like, what's up, man? Go for it, right? Like, it's the, the, you guys know that? He's you got the, the go for it friend. And then I'd have the friend who was more like Eeyore. And he'd be like, well, I don't know, Ben. It sounds like kind of a bad idea. Right? And, then, and then you'd have the, uh, um, the, uh, the sort of uh, uh, smarter friend. And she'd be like, and this would sound like the best answer. She'd say, uh, well, why don't, you just, why don't you just wait on the Lord? Wait for some more information. You know, you'll be able to make a good decision. The problem is, is I'm like, well, do I go for it? Do I not? Like, do I wait? Like, what's the answer? And, and the more confused I got, uh, the more angry and depressed I became. I don't know if you've been there, uh, but it was so frustrating. And, and here's the problem, is the more angry and depressed that I came, the more unsure of myself uh, I became, uh, the less I was concerned uh, with knowing what God's will was and doing it at all. In fact, uh, my understanding of God's will and my desire to do it, it's simply toppled over, sort of like that picture is bound to do uh, because the foundation is not stable. That's what happens when you build something upside down. And, and, and so this is what happened in my life. And I think a, a lot of us find ourselves in this place, right? We, we, we walk away from God or we, we stop caring about what God wants, uh, not because we don't think it's important, but just simply because we don't think there's an answer. And, and, and it's, it's really, it, it makes a, a, a lot of sense. I mean, people can't handle the cognitive dissonance of knowing that there is a plan, but not knowing what it is, right? You ever been there? You're like, I know there is a plan for my life, but I can't seem to figure out what it is at all. So like, whatever, I'll just do what I want. And this is where I found myself. I was just doing what I want because I didn't think that God had anything to say to me. And, and, and that's, man, the tension that we feel, we, we find ourselves feeling when we get uh, this process wrong of, of asking the question, what is God's will for my life? And, and when we start with, uh, with the specific questions that are all about where we should go and what we should do uh, before looking at what God says he wants in, in Scripture. And, and, and really that's what happens when, when we get fuzzy on what God wants. We just stop trying to figure it out. Um, but uh, God in his grace, he, he rescued me. He called me back to himself. He began to speak the gospel into my life in such a way where, where his will became more clear in my life, and, and, uh, and I had a new sense of direction and purpose as a result. And, and really, I think uh, that that's what God wants to do at our church. I mean, I think that's what he wants to do among us as uh, college students, uh, that, that we, uh, we as a people, uh, we as uh, believers, as, as individuals would begin to understand maybe for the first time uh, or maybe uh, in a fresh way uh, what it is that God wants from us. Uh, because here's, and this is something that I mentioned last week, just, uh, I'll, I'll touch it just briefly. If you know what a perfect God wants from you, then you know what the best option is, right? And so, man, if you know what God wants from you, then, man, it's the best thing that you could do uh, to do it. Now, uh, again, the Bible doesn't tell us all the specifics of what God wants for us, but, like, so it doesn't lay out who we should marry, where we should go on vacation, right? Like, which movie we should go to this Friday, right? It, it doesn't lay those things out. Uh, but the Bible does talk a great deal about what God wants. And last week we talked about what God wants for all people. That's the correct way uh, to, build, uh, to build our understanding of God's will for our life. And, and we have that. So, man, God wants us to begin with uh, uh, 
man, looking at what does he want for all people? And we find that the primary thing that God wants is for all people to belong to his kingdom. And we looked at this and we, we said that, that the way that we, we belong to God's kingdom or to God's family is by repenting and believing. And repenting just simply means, uh, uh, it, it means cha- a change of mind followed by a change of direction. And belief simply means this. It's to accept that uh, because of what Jesus did on, on the cross, his death and resurrection, uh, we are accepted by God, that we can belong to God's family. Uh, that's, that's all all that's to it. It's, it's uh, changing how we think about our sin and believing in, in Jesus. And we talked about this is ultimately what God wants. Uh, this is the gospel. And, and uh, I love the gospel because it teaches us this, that the thing that God wants most uh, from, from people, from all the people in the world is, is this. He wants them to belong to his family. He just wants them to have a seat at the table. Hey, he wants prodigal sons and daughters to come home. And that means, man, he wants uh, to hear from his kids. He wants to help his kids when they stumble. Man, he wants to correct his kids when they stray. He wants to provide for his kids when they can't provide for themselves. He just wants to be in relationship with you and with me. Is that, you guys with me? And, and so, man, if you know what God wants for, for all people, right, to, to be in relationship with them, for, 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 for all people to belong to his kingdom, then you, then you know what he wants for you in every moment, to, to, to connect with him, to be acknowledging him, to be spending time with him. And what, what, what God wants, it starts with belonging, but, but it doesn't uh, stop there. Uh, that God gets more specific, and he begins to clarify uh, for us. And, and one of the ways he clarifies is he talks a lot about what he wants from believers. And when we, when we begin to found our life on belonging to the kingdom, uh, and, and then we begin to listen to what God wants from us as, as uh, members of his family, as members of his kingdom. Uh, what God wants from us begins to get more specific, and it begins to narrow. Now, tonight I'd like to talk about this middle section. Uh, what is God's will for all believers? And if you're not a believer, that's okay. At least you'll understand uh, the people that you're, you're sitting around. Uh, and, and then next week, uh, once we've, we've covered that middle section, we'll get to the specifics, the, the specific questions. Where do I go to college? Uh, who do I marry? The, those sorts of questions. Sound good? What is God's will for me? All right? So tonight, what does God want for all believers? Now, uh, I don't know if you guys uh, remember, but in the 90s, when someone became a Christian, uh, and really the early 2000s, people would say they were born again. Born free. I like that. Born again. It's, people still say that from time to time, but when, when I was uh, growing up in, in the 90s, uh, when someone uh, was talking about getting saved or someone got saved, people would say they're born uh, again. And the reason is because uh, Jesus uh, in, in John chapter 3, this talk's so excited about being born again. I agree too. But uh, in, in John chapter 3, Jesus talks to this old religious dude named Nicodemus. You guys know this, this, long, this old, long-bearded dude named Nicodemus. And, and he's talking to this dude, and, and he says to him, if you want to enter the kingdom of, of God, then you must be born again. You know that. You guys are, it's like you're back in school or something, right? You, you, get, you must be born uh, again. And, and can you imagine this, right? Like you're uh, like a, a 60-year-old man who spent all his time studying the scriptures. Uh, you, you, you've lived some life, right? Like you're seasoned, right? Okay, he's seasoned, and, and this, this, this teacher, this rabbi named Jesus, he's like, hey, if you want to, like, enter the kingdom of God, if you want to belong to God's kingdom, if you want to be a part of his family, then, then you got to enter as an infant. you got to start fresh, Nicodemus. You can't bring your baggage along with you. You come in like a child. And, and, and what, what he's saying is this, uh, it, when we become 
a part of God's family. We start as kids. And, and, and essentially this, this is, this is what people recognize when they said, man, you've been born again, is that when we become Christians, we, we begin to belong with a childlike dependency on our Heavenly Father. And, and some kids are like, like my sister. She always did the right thing. Right? Like she's always listening to, to my parents, following their instructions. And, and as a result, she was uh, always uh, uh, way ahead in school, uh, relationally. Uh, she, uh, she, she, was, she grew up. She matured quickly. She was responsible quick. Uh, but me, right? Like I was a kid who was a little more stubborn, a little more rebellious. I'm like, yeah, I belong to the family, but I'm going to do it my way, right? And, and, and either way, right? Like whether, whether we're uh, um, kids who, who are eager to learn from our parents or not, when we become a part of God's family, uh, we are dependent to learn from him uh, and to grow up in him. Is that, does that make sense? And, and, and here's, here's why I tell you this. It's because Ultimately, the thing that, that God wants for all believers is this, and you can write this down. Uh, God wants for all believers uh, to become spiritually mature, uh, to, to move from born-again, newborn Christians to spiritual fathers and mothers, to, be, to, to move from completely dependent to incredibly empowered uh, to do the work of the kingdom and the family of God. That this is the thing that's really central uh, to, to God's desire, his will for all believers is this. And he wants us to become spiritually mature. And, and Jesus is pretty clear about this. I, and, and the theme is repeated throughout the Bible, that God wants us to grow in maturity. You see, uh, that's, that's God's desire all throughout the scriptures. And, and one place where Jesus says it really succinctly, I, I thought, It'd be fun to use because it's just like a one-sentence verse. It's also one that's often misinterpreted. But, but Jesus said this in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. And we hear this and we think, what does this have to do with becoming mature? Like, and and how, how the heck am I supposed to do this, right? Like, be perfect. You, you, you know, I, I, swore the guy, I swore at the guy at the stop sign today. I mean, how am I supposed to be perfect tomorrow, right? Like, and, 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 and yet, when Jesus says, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect, he's talking about maturity, spiritual maturity. Now, the Bible was written in an ancient language called Koinonia the Greek, at least in the New Testament. You guys so it's a tra- we, what we read now is a translation into English. And, and the word be perfect is the word uh, teleos. It's a Greek word. Everybody say tele- teleos? Like tele- television, teleos, right? And, and teleos, it, it means this. It means to be complete or the final expression of. So it's not talking about moral perfection that you, you never make a mistake. Rather, it's saying uh, that, that you are the, the, the fullest expression of you. Isn't that cool? Like, could you imagine if you, you uh, had lived into your, your greatest potential? Like, you were the best version of yourself. That's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, I want you to be the best version that I made you to be, right? Like, I want you to be all the way you. I, I mean, you, you hear uh, sportscasters say, that's the, the perfect basketball player, Right? And they don't mean that they never miss. They mean they have all of the necessary skills to, to lead a team to a championship, right? I think that's what they mean. Or, uh, ladies, you may have uh, heard a girlfriend say about their boyfriend, uh, he's the complete package. 
No? They haven't met any complete packages. Well, I know we got a few out there, so look out. But, uh, uh, you, you know, we say he's the complete package, meaning he has the best qualities. He's got the, the, the Ryan Gosling, I can tap dance and have really good looks. Uh, and, and then he's got the Elon Musk, like environmentally conscious, but also pretty smart. And he's got the Bob Goff, loves recklessly, like he loves you recklessly, right? That's, that's really neat, right? And, and, and then you've got like the Jeff Bezos money, right? He's, he's got Amazon money. It's amazing, right? Like, just, like he can give you all the best gifts, buy you a Tesla, you know, it's, it's good from Elon. And, and uh, right, the complete package. She goes, really? right? And that's what Jesus says, says, man, now I want you to be complete. I want you to be the fullest expression of you. And, 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 he, he, uh, and then he says, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect, uh, only to, to ratchet up, to intensify what he's saying. He says, I want you to be so complete that you're, you're complete like your heavenly father is complete. Like you're, you're all the way loving. Like you're all the way good. Like you're all the way at peace. Can you imagine, right? This is what God's desire is for us as believers, is that we would be made complete. The Apostle Paul, he said it a different way. Can I share it with you? He, 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 said, he said this in Ephesians chapter 4. He said, so Christ himself, in other words, this is a work that Christ does in us, the church. He says, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Those are different roles that God has given the church. Uh, and, and he says, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ or the family of God uh, or the kingdom of God may be built up until we all, every one of us, reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become what? Mature. And, and then this is so cool. This is the, the description of what maturity looks like. He says, uh, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of of Christ. It's like one of the more redundant statements of the night, right? Like whole measure of the fullness, right? He's like, I, I want, I want the, the cup to be full uh, uh, to the whole measure, right? Like it's, it's all the way like Jesus. And, and so you say, well, he wants me to be spiritually mature, but what does spiritually mature mean? It means full, but like full of what? Like I don't want to be full of, but uh, like uh, what does it mean? And, and what he says is this, man, as believers, my, my, my desire for you, what I want for you, my will for your life is this, primarily every single one of you, is that, man, you would be full, fully expressing the person of Jesus. And so if you want to, I, I can't get through all of all of what this means because Jesus is sort of a, a big deal, right? And he's a pretty impressive dude. But, but very, very basically, uh, what God is after is he wants you uh, and your personality to embody the characteristics of Christ, to embody them fully. Like, could, would that not be pretty impressive? Like, is that not a worthy goal? That, that we would be full of, uh, of, of love, Right? Uh, sacrificial love, that we would be uh, servants uh, joyfully, right? That we would be people uh, who offer uh, healing, healing words, uh, healing help, healing hands, right? Like, that we would, we would embody these characteristics of Jesus that are, that are so good that it's the thing that, that makes us go to church when we're broken, right? It's because we know that Jesus is, is so good, the fullest expression of, of goodness, that God's desire is to build us up in such a way, to, uh, to, to, uh, to teach us to be mature in such a way uh, that we embody the fullness of Christ. Now, when we think about uh, God's will, oftentimes we think about God fixing our circumstances, right? 
We think it must be God's will to heal this person, or it must be God's will to fix uh, these corrupt uh, policies, or it must be God's will to end bullying in in, uh, our public school system, right? Like these are all things that we wish were different, right? Like, man, it must be God's will to end childhood hunger in in the third world. Man, it must be God's will that, right? And we we talk about, we insert uh, circumstance A, B, C, D, E there, right? And and here's the deal. I think oftentimes we, we flip it upside down. Uh, that that uh, really, um, God's will isn't about making our circumstances better. In fact, that's really just a side effect of us uh, living into what God wants for us to become um, the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Do you know, uh, you could say it this way, uh, that God is less concerned with building projects and more concerned with building people. It, could it be uh, that oftentimes we get confused about what God's will is for, for our life because we, we, we see our, uh, our life and, and doing the right thing in terms of uh, paths and projects, uh, not uh, who we are as people. That, that we're, we're so concerned about making the right choice concerning our school or our career or our relationships uh, that we've stopped allowing God to speak into our lives in such a way that we become people who are different than we were yesterday. It, does that make sense? And, and ultimately what God desires for us is that we would, we would become more full. And not more full of, of garbage, right? But more full of Christ-like character, which includes things like joy, right? Like, you, you think you would smile more if you looked a little bit more like Jesus tomorrow? Like, probably. Like, he, he's a pretty neat dude. And, and here's, 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 here's the thing is, man, if, if you want to know what God's will is uh, for your life, it, it begins with belonging to his family, belonging to his kingdom, uh, repenting and believing. And then it's allowing him to, him to transform you and as we, as a church, allow him to transform us, to make us more into the likeness of the son Jesus, then we begin to embody uh, Christ in such a way that, that people see the fullest expression of him. Not, not in, in us as individuals, but in us as the church. Right? You guys, you guys with me? Now, um, we could say more about that, but let me uh, move on to, to the how. You're like, well, like, that's really, uh, it sounds really good, but it, it seems kind of out of reach for me. Like, you don't know how messed up I am, right? Like, you, you don't know, man, how, how many things uh, are not like Jesus in my heart and my mind. Like, I put on a brave face. I'm, I, I, make, I make it look like I'm doing great, but I'm really not. And, and, and here's the deal. Uh, oftentimes we think how we become like Jesus is we just try and do all the things that Jesus did. Uh, and do you know what happens when we do that? When we, we, like, we try and like, pray, like, at four in the morning every morning, and then we try and, like, cast demons out of people, like, and they're like, I'm not demon-possessed, right? And then, and then we try and, like, uh, we try and heal people, and, and we, we make sure we, we give all of our money away to the poor. We, like, we do all these things, right? Uh, but, but we find that we're doing them in our own power, and then we get worn out, and we feel just broken and tired and empty, right? And if you feel empty, then, then probably... Uh, you're, you're missing something of the measure of fullness of Christ. Are you with me? And, and the Bible, it talks a lot about how God transforms us. Uh, one, uh, the Bible man, uh, uh, says that we're transformed by the grace of God. That's, that's uh, his work in our lives, his power in our lives. Uh, also, 
uh, that we're transformed by the spirit of God living in us. And so if we do not belong to his family, then we do not have the spirit empowering us to do uh, Christ-like things. But specifically, there's this verse I want to read to you. It's not going to be on the screen, but it's uh, a verse from Romans uh, chapter 12, verse 2. And, and you may be familiar with it. If not, just listen carefully because it gives us some insight into what it looks like to be transformed, how, how we go about it. Listen to what it says. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed, and this is the important part, by the renewing of your mind. And then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. In other words, he says, you can either become more like the world, more like everybody else, uh, uh, running, running on empty, or you can allow God to transform you by, did you guys catch it? The renewing of your mind. And, and I, I have a, a sort of a way of saying it on our, our triangle diagram that we become, uh, we, we become spiritually mature people uh, when uh, we allow God uh, to renew our mind, to transform our thinking. It's by transformational thinking. And uh, what I mean by transformational thinking is this, uh, and you can write this maybe next to your transformational thinking thing, but uh, it's simply this. Uh, We allow what God says to inform how we think about the world. We allow what God says to inform how we think about the world. When we allow what God says to inform how we think about the world, it changes us. Because what God says is so different from what, uh, what people say is the best thing to do. Like, uh, love your enemies and pray for them? Like, no, like, that's not what you're supposed to do. Man, you're supposed to get even, right? Like, get them back. Like, talk, talk trash back. Like, you know, we're going to see that in the playoffs. Ram Saints, it's going to be a... Uh, trash talking deal, right? Like that's, that's the way of the world. Like get even, like exert your dominance, like uh, overpower your enemy, make them feel ashamed so that they can't make you feel ashamed, right? That's how the world works. But, but the Bible says, hey, 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 no, 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 no. Like forgive them, pray for them, love them, right? What? Like, and and this is like, man, God's word over and over again. It it changes the way we look at people. It changes the way we look at circumstances. And and, and it helps us to understand, man, where we should go. And and really understanding that God's will for all believers is to become spiritually mature. It it reframes how we go about making individual decisions in our life. When we recognize that that God wants us to, uh, to... enter into the the different responsibilities that we have and uh, the different decisions that we're making uh, by acknowledging him first and hearing what he has to say first, man, it transforms us, it changes us, and and, and it makes us full, you know, whether we go left or right. Now, um, I thought it would be a, a mistake to not sort of give you some examples. And so in just the, the next few minutes, I thought it would be uh, helpful to just uh, m- maybe give you a few pictures of what this might look like to allow God's word to, to transform how you think, uh, or sorry, <laughs> to, uh, to allow God's word to, to transform how you think so that, man, it can transform you from the inside out. Does it sound good? Just some, some nuts and bolts examples. And, and I'll, I'll do it in sort of the, the flavor of uh, how do we know what God's will is and in, in individual decisions. Um, because, what does it really look like is, is a good question uh, because big ideas, man, they, they got to take on flesh and bones uh, if they're going to make an impact in our daily life. And so, so here we go. Let's put it into context. Uh, uh, here are just a few questions um, that God's word can inform and transform our 
uh, transform us uh, by? And, and here's the first question. It's on your outline. It'll be on the screen. Uh, but did God want me to suffer in this way? Is it God's will that we suffer? Uh, is it God's will that we, we face difficult circumstances? Uh, and and uh, the, the question that I asked earlier, what does God want for believers, all believers? He wants them to become spiritually mature, to grow up, to be, uh, to, to be lacking nothing. He says, man, I want you to, to, to grow and, and to, um, to become spiritually mature. Uh, that's what the, the Bible says. Uh, so how do you answer this question? What does God's will say about suffering? Now, uh, I've included a verse, and you may be familiar with it. It's on your outline. I don't, I don't know if it's on the screen, but let me read it to you. It's James 1, uh, 2 through 4, and it says this. Consider it a great joy. Are you ready? Consider it a great joy. Woo! Lots of joy, my brothers. Whenever you, you experience various trials or tribulations in some translations, uh, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, but endurance must do its complete work, listen to this, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. He says, uh, consider it pure joy when you face trials, difficulties, painful circumstances, suffering, consider it joy. Now, uh, does God want me to suffer? Does God want me to suffer in this way? Well, what does this verse say? No, he wants you to consider it what? Joy. Consider it joy, which is, is that not uh, decidedly different than how people typically respond to suffering and trials and painful circumstances? Joy? I'm sad, right? I'm bummed. I feel hopeless, right? This is the, typically how we respond. But, but God says, hey, hey, listen, I want you to think differently about your trials. And he says, the reason, the reason that you can consider great joy is this, because uh, it, it enters us into this process in which we become mature and complete, lacking nothing, right? And so the joy is not in the circumstance. The joy is in God's word where he says, I promise that I'm doing something that you cannot see in which, man, I'm going to make you complete and lacking nothing. Like, so, so man, when, you're, when you uh, get in the car wreck, right, you're like, oh, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, it, the, God's word says, hey, consider it joy. Why? Uh, because this is leading you, leading you to a place where you are much more mature, more complete, uh, that you embody more of the fullness of the person of Jesus. Would that not be amazing, right? And, and so we, we look at difficult circumstances and we say, oh, maybe like this bad thing is going to turn to good, right? Now, uh, if you're like me, you got like the, the skeptical bone in you. Like I actually, I actually have like eight skeptical bones, like three in my leg, some in my ribs. Anyway, uh, but, but I, I'm like, really? Like, God, like, is this really a true verse? Like consider it pure joy when you face trials? Like uh, because it leads to uh, mature faith where you're lacking nothing? Like, come on, God, really? Couldn't you like grow us some other way? Like that's my that's my 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 classic question, like, why don't you just do it a different way? Like, why don't you fix my problem and teach me, like, uh, on a chalkboard? Like, I can, I can get behind a chalkboard over a car wreck. Are you guys, anybody with me? Like, why this way? And, and, and here, here's the deal, it is, is God says, man, there are some things that simply don't grow until they're under stress. And, man, until they, they've, they've undergone this process of, of being, being uh, called to endure, endure pressure, I mean, you, you can think of uh, probably half a dozen uh, just 
physical examples, right? Uh, uh, the, the, your body doesn't grow physically until your muscles are put under stress. Uh, diamonds don't, don't form into diamonds until they're, they're put under stress, uh, or this is one that I like. Uh, see, a lot of seeds uh, can't, uh, can't crack open and grow until they're digested and deposited. Right? That's disgusting, right? Like, the, we have all these examples of, of things going through some, some serious trials and circumstances, right? Are you, are you guys with me? And, 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 and here's the deal is, is what God is saying is that uh, he, he knows that because of sin and brokenness in the world that we will face difficult things. And, and his promise to us is this in his word that, that man, when we, we live by faith, when we belong to his family, uh, and, and we allow him to transform us by what he says, uh, that we can walk through trials and, and uh, not only have our, our emotion in the moment transformed from, from sorrow or depression or anxiety to joy, uh, but, but also we have our future transformed because we're allowing God to transform us. Are you with me? Here's, here's another example. Maybe we'll do one more. I, I, I don't know. Uh, let's see how much time we have. But uh, does God want me to go this direction? Uh, that's a, a vague version of a specific question that we often ask. It, it's the fork in the road question, right? Do I go left or do I go right or backwards, right? Like, I guess there's three ways. But the, the fork in the road question, do I go left or do I go right? What, what does God want uh, from me? Now, uh, ask the, the broader question, the, the middle level question. What does God want from all believers? He wants them to become spiritually mature, complete, lacking nothing. Now, could it be uh, that, that most of the decisions that we make, uh, you, can, you can experience God transforming you left or right? Uh, for example, and just a, sort of a, uh, maybe you, you've been through this, but is, uh, do you think that you become more like Christ going to a Christian college like FPU uh, or, or a private university, or not a private, a public university like Fresno State? Like which one, what, what do you think, uh, FPU people? More like Jesus going to FPU? None of you? Oh my goodness. Wow, I was not expecting that, okay. Uh, how many of you think that you become more like Jesus going to a, a place like Fresno State? Oh, okay, maybe you, you guys just don't wanna answer. You're just like, you've been tested out. I don't, it's, uh, well, let me tell you what I, what I decided. When, when I was deciding where I was going to school, I was pretty sure I wanted to stay in Fresno. Uh, and, uh, and the only school I didn't apply to uh, in Fresno uh, was FPU. Uh, and, and it was not because uh, I didn't think that, that I could learn a lot about Jesus and grow there. Uh, it's because uh, I, I wanted to grow in a specific way. I'd spent my life in the church, and, and, and I wanted to have my thinking about God challenged. And I wanted to spend time with people who, who thought differently than me. And I knew that if I went to FPU, uh, that, that God could not uh, grow those things in me. Uh, that, that I couldn't become like Jesus in, in at least this regard, that, that Jesus spent a lot of time with people who, who were irreligious. And the people that he seemed most irritated with were people that I spent a lot of time with, right? The religious people, Pharisees. And so I thought to myself, well, like, I bet you I could grow either way, but I think I'm going to go to Fresno State, you know? Uh, I, I grew a lot at Fresno State in some really good ways. I struggled a lot at Fresno State in some really significant ways. And I would guess for you FPU folks that the same is true, that, man, you've grown so much in your faith, and, and yet you, you've struggled and wrestled with doubts in so many ways in your faith. You, you guys see what I'm saying? And, and, and here's, here's my point is that 
Uh, God's God's, uh, not trying to micromanage your life, right? What God wants for you as believers is that you would become mature and complete, lacking nothing, which is an incredible goal, right? And and, and here's here's how this works, right? There's this cool verse, you might have heard it before, Proverbs 3, 5, it says, um, uh, it says this, I don't want to get it wrong, I have a different version, but in in all your ways, acknowledge him, and, and then he says this, and he will make straight your paths. Let me, let me say it again. Just listen, listen really closely because there's something really interesting about this. It says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Uh, and, and here's what I want you to notice. It says, your paths, not God's paths. Wasn't that interesting? The Bible just said, hey, acknowledge God and he'll make your path straight. In other words, he'll make your decisions straight or he'll make your decisions more clear. Isn't that so empowering? To know that, that what God wants is for you, you to consult him and hear from him as you make your decisions. That's amazing. Because, because here's the, the good news, right? Is, is uh, uh, God's not trying to determine all of your past. He, he's trying to do what? To make sure that you grow up and become mature and, and complete, lacking nothing. Like, that's the goal, which is incredibly freeing, right? Because you can go to Pacific or you can go to state. Like, you can, you can date or you can be single. Like, uh, you, you can uh, go to the movies on Friday or you could go to uh, the, the gathering. Actually, the gathering is the first Friday of February. Sorry, I told them wrong. Uh, not tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> uh, you could go to church tomorrow to go to the gathering and find that no one's there. And God could still make you more mature and complete, lacking nothing. But here's, here's what's required, right? He says, acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. Man, and, and then I'll straighten out your past. Uh, another detail I like about this, he says, uh, the, the word, it's not the word path. Like we're not on just one path, that, that if we get off on the wrong path and we're hosed. It says paths. In other words, that, that we'll go different directions in life. Isn't that cool? Like, uh, and it makes sense, right? Because if your only path was to, to be a university student, then you'd get done uh, at Pacific, and then you'd be like, well, I guess I gotta go back to, to Fresno Pacific, right? And you go back to Fresno Pacific, and you spend your whole life going to classes at Fresno Pacific. Like, it doesn't actually make any sense. Like, uh, but we, we had different directions in life, and when we acknowledge God, he, he uses those experiences to transform us. It's incredible. That's what God's word says. And, and, and God's word has this way of, of transforming us, of changing how we think, and then changing who we are. And, and, um, and that's why we make such a big deal about reading the Bible at church. That's why we have messages most weeks, right? Like, that's why we sing songs about Jesus and how good he is. It's because, man, the truth of who God is and, and what the Bible says about God, man, it transforms us. That's the primary way by which God makes us mature and complete and, and lacking nothing. Now, there's, there's two more questions on your paper. You'll see them there. There's some verses about what God says about those questions, if you're curious. Um, but just for the sake of time, uh, man, I'd like to just wrap up the night. And, and I'd like to wrap up the night by just saying this. Uh, oftentimes we ask questions, what is God's will for my life? What does God want from me? And, uh, and what God wants from you is first uh, to belong to his family. And if you don't, man, tonight is a great night to say, man, I want to be a part of your family by repenting and believing. And if you're a believer and you've been confused about what God wants you to do in your life, uh, then, then there's this incredible, incredibly freeing truth that, that I'd like you to know is that, man, God, uh, God's main primary desire for you is that you would become mature and complete and lacking nothing. 
And, and that if you, if you make the wrong decision, uh, we're, we're, we're living by grace, right? Like we're living under the grace of God and God is able to take something uh, uh, sinful and use it for good. Uh, that, that God's uh, able to take an unwise decision and use it to transform us. And as we acknowledge him and as we allow him to, to, to renew our minds, that's, man, that's how transformation happens. It's not by uh, going through a bunch of mo- spiritual motions. It's by allowing God to change how we think. And, and so here's my challenge for you. Man, whether you're a believer or not is this. Man, would you commit for, for the for the the next four weeks uh, to spend some time hearing from God uh, in, in the Bible, like whether it's a minute uh, every week, a minute every day, an hour every day, doesn't matter to me, uh, because uh, uh, sometimes uh, we just need to be transformed little by little, right? And, and so uh, what would it look like if you, tonight, uh, committed to hear from God uh, and, and, and to actually allow his word to, to change how you think about the situation that you're in right now? Do, do you think uh, that God might increase your joy? Like, could it be that God gives you hope even though you've been really struggling? Like, could it be that, that God has something to say to you uh, that could lead you to take a risk that you've been avoiding for years? Right? Like, what, what do you think God might change if we would just commit to hearing from him, to acknowledging him as we uh, choose to go one way? or the other, uh, I believe that, that we would embody more fully uh, the person of Jesus, uh, that, that we would uh, be perfect or complete and lacking nothing like our Heavenly Father is complete and lacking nothing. And, and uh, man, I, man, I think it would be so amazing, man, if we uh, stopped stressing about uh, whether or not we, we should go left or right, state, Pacific, uh, Bachelors in science, bachelors in arts, date, be single. Like we stopped stressing about the individual decisions and we started paying more attention to what God had to say to us and, and how he wants to change us. Like, could you imagine like, how different we could be in a month from now if we heard from the Lord every day? Right? It would be amazing. Now, uh, man, I hope that you'll take that challenge. And, man, I'll pray that God God's, uh, does uh, something uh, really amazing as you make that commitment. And then we'll sing one more time and, uh, and call it a night. Sound good? All right, let me pray for us, and then we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Father God, thank you for these people. Uh, God, for those who are here who, who don't yet belong uh, to your family, to your kingdom, uh, God, I pray that uh, you would um, uh, just encourage them and speak to their hearts that, man, that's something that you want from them. Uh, and God, for, for those uh, tonight here who, uh, who have been stuck uh, and, and uh, unsure about what you want from them, I pray, God, they would be encouraged by this truth that, man, you just want us to, to be complete and lacking nothing. God, that you would give us faith to believe that you're going to do that work in us. God, that, that we would have faith to believe that, that what you have uh, said to us in the scriptures uh, is for us, is to transform us. Uh, God, would you uh, make us into people who take bold risks, uh, who open our mouths to share good news? God, would you make us into people who, uh, who lay down sin and, and uh, live rightly? God, would you make us into people who are full of joy and hope uh, and, uh, and peace? God, uh, I pray that you would uh, cause us uh, to lean into what you're calling us to do even now as we sing and, and as we uh, gather together. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.